You know, you got criticized a lot for your comments about Tiff Macklem saying that you would fire him. Would you stand by that comment still today based on the numbers we're seeing? Yes. Very simple. If a waitress doesn't do her job, what happens to her? A barber? If he doesn't do his job, what happens to him? A mechanic? If your engine block falls out after he supposedly fixes it up, he gets fired. But the problem is that Justin Trudeau basically forced the central bank governor to print money in order to fund reckless deficit spending. Spending that has continued, I might add, even years after the COVID pandemic ended. And that spending is bidding up the goods we buy and the interest we pay. And thus we have among the worst inflation in over a generation. Today, we see rates, we see inflation rising further, uh, which means that the problem is not behind us. And uh, one of the things that is evident is that the carbon tax is driving up inflation. That's right in the report from StatsCan today. Higher taxes and spending from Justin Trudeau are driving up your cost of living. The more he spends, the more things cost. We need to fire Trudeau and bring in a common sense conservative government that will cap spending, cut waste, uh, balance the budget to bring in lower interest rates and inflation. If you're able to get Mr. Trudeau fired and if you become the prime minister, we could be two years away from this and who knows what things look like, but you're going to have to clean it up if you become the prime minister. How, how do you do that if we are on track of what we're seeing, especially with the recession slated uh, in 2024 now? Well, it's a mess after eight years of Trudeau. Um, everything costs more, work doesn't pay, housing costs have doubled, crime, chaos, drugs and disorder are common in our streets. Um, we're now seeing, after eight years of Trudeau, nurses who live in vans, carpenters who live in parking lots, seniors in Penticton now uh, are gathering in parking lots where they now live, middle-class seniors. Um, you know, rent has doubled in uh, t Toronto. You're lucky if you pay $2,500 for a one-bedroom apartment. This was un thinkable. But the good news is that life wasn't like this before Canada, before Justin Trudeau, and it won't be like this after he's gone. We can turn the hurt that he has caused into the hope that Canadians need, and that's what I'm going to bring home. Seniors I, I hear from, not all, certainly, but they say, well, there's not much in here in Polly Everett for me. What's he going to do to make my life um, more affordable? Um, we know that a lot of people are struggling, certainly on different levels. But what would you do for seniors to make their life more affordable? Because they need the dental care. They need um, these extra supports. What would you do? Well, they're not getting any extra supports from Justin Trudeau. What they're getting is extra costs. I'll give them affordable heat by axing the carbon tax. I'll reduce their gas and grocery bills with that same end of the, to the carbon. The carbon tax is driving up food bills. When you tax the farmer that produces the food and the trucker that ships the food, you tax all that buy the food, and that includes seniors who are now choosing between eating and heating. I will axe the tax. I'll also uh, get the budget balance so we can bring down inflation and interest rates uh, that have hurt our seniors uh, more than almost anyone else. Uh, we'll, we'll bring in tax relief for seniors on their savings so that they can stretch out their RRSPs longer and other uh, measures that will make it possible for our seniors to have a dignified retirement, something that Trudeau's inflation has taken away from them. I've only got a few minutes, um, so I want to get in as much as I can, but would you go back to 67 for retirement age? A lot of people are saying, look, I still need to work. No, but I, I do think it is unfortunate the way the tax system and the uh, clawbacks punish working seniors. Those who choose to earn a few extra dollars do get punished by the system. 
uh, and uh, we need to take a look at that. Uh, overall, our system punishes work, but all by all age groups. If you're a single mom earning sixty thousand dollars a year with three kids, you go out and earn an extra dollar, you lose eighty cents in clawbacks of your child benefit and taxes on your income. So we're punishing work in Canada. I want to reform clawbacks, cut taxes, so that hard work pays off and Canadians bring home more of each dollar they earn. Housing clearly a big issue. Um, you talk about rent controls and what you would do. It's not really federal jurisdiction, but certainly your suggestion is you would tie it to municipal and provincial funding. If they want funding, they have to show you the density. We're still a, a ways off from that if it happens. So, you know, again, we, we don't have the supply to meet the demand. Is all is a lot of your policy tied to, to funding? Is that yes. how you're going to do it? Yes, absolutely. Look, after eight years of Trudeau, the rent has doubled. Mortgage payments have doubled. Down payments have doubled. This is a new problem. Canada always had affordable housing. And for obvious reasons, we have so much land to house people on. That's why it's so bonkers. Uh, that we pay 45 to 75% more for real estate in Canada than they do in the U.S., where they have eight times the demand on a smaller land mass. So my common sense plan is, first of all, it's balance the budget to bring down interest rates on mortgages. Two, um, I'm going, the, the, why do we have so few houses? We have the, why do we have the fewest homes per capita in the G7, even though we have the most land to build on? Why is Vancouver the third most in Toronto, the 10th most unaffordable city in the world? Why did UBS, a, a major global bank, say Toronto has the worst housing bubble in the world uh, when it didn't even register on the list eight years ago? Why? We don't have enough houses. Why? Because governments block building. We have the second slowest building permits of any country in the OECD. That adds 350 grand to the cost of every home in Toronto and over a million to the cost of every new home in Vancouver. So my common sense plan is to require big cities permit 15% more home building per year, or I will withhold their federal grants. Those that beat the 15% target will get a building bonus, and I'll require every federally funded transit station be pre-approved for high-density apartments so seniors and students can live right next to the bus and train. Finally, I'm going to sell off 6,000 federal buildings and thousands of acres of federal land so that we can build, build, build the homes that our youth, our workers, our people can afford. Okay, this will be tough. I've got less than a minute. You have been criticized by your critics for fueling conspiracy theories. And um, the latest, of course, is always on the World Economic Forum used in fundraising. I mean, you have a healthy lead in polling. Your critics say this will hurt you. You say what? Well, I say, I say that uh, this is, they're the ones spreading disinformation. They want to support a organization that brings together billionaires, multinational corporations, and other powerful insiders who, who show up with a thousand private jets to burn fossil fuels and meet in a recluse Swiss village where they talk about bringing in higher carbon taxes on working class people. If Justin Trudeau and the NDP want to work for the global billionaire elite, they can do that. I'm going to be working for the people but in is it this country. Is it a distraction? Do, no, this, we need to stand up for the people in this country who do the work of this nation. We need a prime minister who will champion the common sense of the common people united for our common home. And that is what I'm going to do.